You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say to them, the process matters. What God is busy with in your life, the breakthrough that you are trusting God for, the healing that you are trusting God for, the the deliverance that you are trusting God for, to get to that, there's a process. And sometimes we have to value the process more than the result. You know, you're not here on earth by chance. You're here for a reason, for a purpose. Everything that you are going through right now here is God preparing you. God training you to reign with Him. Do you know that? There's going to be a thousand years where we have to reign with God. So God has to train you. He has to implement certain things in you. Put some fire through you to cleanse you. So that you can be ready. So that you can think like God. That you can act like God. That you can talk like God. You are made in His image and in His likeness. So to get to that training. Or to get to that place where you can reign with God. You have to go through some training. Training is never nice. Training can be painful. Training often involves a lot of resistance. But God is busy with the process. Let me read it from the Passion Translation. Revelations 20 verse 6. Wonderfully blessed and holy are those who share in this resurrection. The second death holds no power over them. But they will be priests of God and of the Christ. And they will reign as kings with him a thousand years. God is busy refining us. God is busy shaping us so that Christ can be formed on the inside of us. That's what the Bible says. Paul says, I'm interceding. I'm praying for you. I'm before God so that Christ can be formed on the inside of you. Many of you, by your own confession, have said, God has called me for great things. God wants to do something unusual in my life, something special in my life. By default, if you say God wants to do something special, you are saying, God has called me to be part of the special forces. And special forces training is more tough than ordinary training. Is there anybody here that's been in the army, you've done military service? You go through normal training where they get you to think the same, look the same, talk the same. You know what's the most amazing thing that I remember about the army? You get there. And you realize within one day there's a spiritual world that's very, very real. Do you know how you know that? Because they take all of you, they cut your hair the same, they put you in the same uniform, so you look the same. And then you stand there together and within a day, all the believers are together, all the criminals are together, all the guys smoking smoking dacha is together. Why? Because of those familiar spirits. So in God's army, we have to be of one mind, one heart, one spirit. We have to say the same thing. You can try and fake it on the outside, but on the inside you'll know what is real. Just think about a soup. Making a soup, there's a whole process in making a soup. You have to get the ingredients ready. 
and follow the process. If you don't go through the right process, the two soups will look the same, but they will taste differently because the process was not followed. Think about a cake. A cake can go horribly wrong. You can cover it up with icing on the outside. Maybe you've done that. Even put some cherries on and decorate it in a nice way. But as soon as you take a bite, you'll know there's something wrong. It's the problem in the church today. We have pastors by outward appearance, but they're not such in heart. They've got the right suits, they talk the right way, they walk the right way, but they're not shepherds in their heart. When it's the right process, it produces the right results. Even think about fruit. Fruit that grows naturally, goes through the storms, the weather, and all these fruits now that's treated chemically. They look the same. The one with the chemicals might even look brighter. But as soon as you taste it, you know what is real. There has to be a process. We should value the process more than the end result. Think about a doctor. Will you let a doctor operate on you that's not gone through medical school? But he's calling himself a doctor. He says, believe me, trust me, I'm a doctor. No, you want him to go through the process. You want him to pass every test, every exam, every practical. A matter of fact, you want him to be cum laude. There's a difference between a professor and somebody that's at school. The professor has gone through a whole lot more of testing and preparation. If you know God has called you for great things, there's going to be a process. God has got his way of doing it. Romans 5 verse 3 says, We glory in tribulation. Knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. You need perseverance in this evil, wicked world today to see things through. You need tenacity. What produces that? Tribulations. The challenges. The very things that you are facing is the things that God is using to prepare you to be successful. When you're on a boat in the ocean and there's a big storm, you don't want a young captain. You want an experienced captain. You want a captain that's been through a few storms so that he would know what to do in a storm. You don't want a guy that's just been on a lake where it's flat like this. So what you've been going through is just God preparing you, getting you ready to be able to reign with him. You cannot behave like the devil. And think you can act with God. This whole thing is training you to reign in life. To even reign and rule over sin. Is what Romans says. You should rule over sin. So when God and Christ is formed on the inside of you, you will start to live a victorious life. That does not mean you will not be tempted. Even Jesus was tempted. What does that mean? It means it doesn't matter how close you are to God. Jesus was the son of God and he was tempted. It doesn't matter how close you are to God. You can still be tempted. But take note. Jesus never tempted the devil. The devil tempted him. 
Just because you have authority over the devil, don't go and tempt the devil. We glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And the hope of God does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. When you know God loves you, when you know the love of God has been poured out in your heart, you will always have hope. Because God loves you, and when you love somebody, you are prepared to do anything for that person. When you love somebody, whether you get offended with them or angry with them, it means you have character. God is after our character to be like Christ. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah 48 verse 10. Because I want you to underline this scripture. It is the process that you go through that enables you to stand the test of time. I shared with you last week that I was, on the 24th of September, I was married 23 years. Do you know if you knew married 23 years, it's a process. It's a time of testing. It's a time of challenges. I've not loved any person apart from God on this planet more than my wife. But there's also nobody on this planet that's made me more angry than my wife. Let me see your hand if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's just be real. There's nobody that knows my red buttons better than my wife. And I know her red buttons as well. But when you're a Christian and you've walked with God and you've learned God's ways, the character of Christ, the love of God, gives you the strength and the wisdom to stay away from the red buttons. Never push your wife's red button. Never push your husband's red button. It's called dirty fighting. Amen? God just showing that to you is His grace already for you to stay away from that. Amen. Listen what the Bible says, Isaiah 48 verse 10. Behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. For gold to be gold, it must go through fire. It says, I have tested you in the furnace of affliction. It is the process that allows us to stand the test of time. Joseph had a vision from God. But to see the fulfillment of that, he had to go through a process. Even David, after he was anointed to be king, he had to go through a process. And next week I'm going to share with you on that. Different places where he found himself at Abdullam. Where 400 men came to him in trouble, in debt, in trouble. They came to him and said, help. Be our leader. Sometimes in your time of preparation for training, for reigning, the people around you will not be the ideal people. But it's there where you have to show Jesus to them and show them a more excellent way. And not criticize them because you never improve a situation by criticizing them. You have some family members 
that you don't like to visit with. Now you're very quiet. No, we love everybody in our family. It's those very family members that has shaped you, that has formed you. That's why God places you in the body of Christ. He says, be a part of the body of Christ because he's coming back for his bride. Now you find yourself in the body of Christ where we all worship Jesus and a brother offends you. Don't run away. It's part of your training. It's part of the process. Because if you run away now, you'll just find yourself in another place where the same thing will happen. It's quiet here this morning. We glory in tribulation. We say thank you, Jesus, for these challenges. If your challenges have been great and difficult, it means you are being prepared for the special forces. If it's just ordinary training, it's just an ordinary assignment. But if your challenges have been extraordinary, it means your reigning will be extraordinary. Amen? Don't look at your challenges as your enemy. I've never ever in my entire life had any student come to the front here and say, Pastor, can you please pray with me that my exams will disappear? Because people know you have to pass your test to be promoted. But people treat their test as an enemy. The only time your test or your exam is an enemy is when you're not prepared. But if you're a soldier in the kingdom of God, when you go out into battle, you're not surprised when the enemy attacks you. The only time you are surprised if you've not been trained. Amen? Do you think if somebody goes out to battle and the enemy starts firing at them, do you think they are surprised? No. They are prepared. They know this is what the enemy is going to do. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. We're not in heaven yet. We are here on earth for a reason, with an assignment. And God said, while you're here on earth, where there's darkness, where there's problems, I want you as an ambassador of heaven to manifest heaven here on earth. So even when you pray, you pray, as it is in heaven, let it be here on earth. And when you do that and start acting as a candidate or an ambassador of heaven, Whatever you now declare in heaven, what you bind in heaven, what you lose in heaven, the same will be done for you here on earth. God has placed us here with a reason. Don't run away. Yes, give the Lord a hand. As an agent of light, when you are close, think about phosphor. When it's close to the light, it doesn't shine. Because as soon as you take it and you put it out in darkness, it shines. So God wants us to shine. You have your time where you're walking with God. Being strengthened. Getting His light. Walking with God. So that your time will come where you can walk for God. Where you can allow the light of His favor to shine wherever you go. But most Christians don't want to go through that training period. They want to run away. Why do I have to go through this? Does an athlete that trains for the Olympics for a gold medal say, why is my legs cramping? When he's training day after day, hour after hour. No. It is part of our preparation. God is busy training us to reign with him. It's our training for reigning. 
you have to look at your challenges in a different way. When you look at challenges this way, they will become your friend. You will not be afraid of them. You will not be scared of them. You will say, I can embrace them. I will handle with this. Why did David say in Psalm 91, in the time of trouble, God said, I will be with you. In a trouble, troubles that you are facing, people want to call it a challenge, a difficulty. Man, trouble is trouble. You can give it whatever name you want to. Trouble is trouble. The Bible called it trouble. Amen? The most important thing about that confession is that God is with you. So God does not run away from trouble. God didn't run away from the cross. He faced the cross. He prayed and said, God, if there's any way that this cup can pass me by, but not my will, your will be done. There's certain unchangeable events. Because Christ died on the cross, we have victory today. Your training that you are going through, look at it differently. If it's been tough, you know you've been chosen for a tough assignment, a greater assignment. If it was something small, your challenges would be small. Listen here. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. Remember I said even Jesus was tempted. It says blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he has been approved, when he has passed his test, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. In the university of God, you're going to have to write every test and pass every test. Say no, amen. Listen what the Passion Translation says. If your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victorious crown of life promised to every lover of God. Many people want to walk in victory, great spirituality, great position, but they're not prepared to go through the time of testing. They're not prepared to go through the process. If you don't want to go through that, it means you don't want to go through the process. How will you then get where you're supposed to be? How will people ever entrust you to do what you are supposed to do if you've not gone through the process? By your own acknowledgement you said you'll never let a doctor operate on you that's not passed the test do you want to eat the cake that's gone through the correct process or are you going to eat the cake that went through the wrong process no you want the correct process you can fake it up on the outside with icing and cherries it's still going to taste bad a matter of fact there's coming a day of testing jesus said There's coming a day of testing. Even for Christians. It says, there's one foundation that can be laid in our lives, and that's Jesus Christ. One foundation, Jesus Christ. But we should take heed how we build on that foundation. What does that mean? It means very few people are prepared to adopt the right lifestyle. They want the end result But the process in getting them there, they're not interested in that. They want the healing, but they don't want to know the healer. They want the deliverance, but they don't want to be a friend of the deliverer. The greatest thing in your life is salvation. Even salvation is a process. Do you know that? Salvation is a process. Many people are teaching that once saved, always saved. You are a three-part being. 
Let me clarify that quickly. You're a three-part being. Your body, soul, and spirit. So when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your spirit is justified. Just as if you have never sinned. The book of 1 John says that that seed of Christ that's on the inside of us, that's in our spirit, cannot sin. You are a spirit, and when you are born again, you are linked up with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with Him. When you are one spirit with God, His holiness, His goodness, His righteousness becomes a part of you. The Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin, so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So your spirit is justified, just as if you've never sinned. Who of you realized that after you got saved, and your spirit was justified, you still had some wrong thoughts? Because you have a soul. You're a spirit, you live in a body, and you have a soul. Your soul is your will, your intellect, and your emotions. Your will, your intellect, and your emotions. Your mind... Your way of thinking. It has, you have to sanctify your way of thinking. When you're born again, everything wasn't just perfect in your life. You now had to study the word of God. You had to adopt a lifestyle of Christ Jesus. Renew your way of thinking. Your language changed. When you were driving in the road and somebody drove in front of you, you used to say, bleep, bleep, bleep. Now it's still, it's like, bleep. Sorry, Jesus, forgive me. <laughs> Hello? Don't be so religious here. It's called the old nature. The book of James says, lay aside all filthiness, evilness, wickedness, and receive with meekness the word of God into your heart, which is able to save your soul. He's talking to Christians. He's talking to Christians saying the word of God, the washing of the word is there to save your soul, to change your way of thinking. Romans 12 verse 2 says, by the word of God, the renewing of the mind takes place. Renew your way of thinking so that you can know what is God, good, acceptable, and perfect will. And lastly, the one day that you die, your body will be glorified. You don't have a glorified body now. This flesh is still screaming for a lot of things. We just walk past the fridge or past the donut place or whatever your weakness is. Chocolate or whatever. Hmm? So even salvation is something that's progressive. That's why being born again is us moving towards righteousness and moving away from unrighteousness. Towards the light, getting away from darkness. Christianity is not the art of seeing how close you can live to sin without sinning. But getting away from it. Amen? It's holiday time coming around the corner, December. We've already started praying for people not to backslide during December. Because December, Christians often want their faith also to go on holiday. And if your faith goes on holiday, you're in trouble. The challenges and the pain that we go through during this process in our journey is the thing that 
makes everything beautiful. It's a thing that God uses to promote us. Then when we look back, we say, thank you, Jesus, that I went through that. That's why the disciples would say, count it all joy. When you go through various trials and testings. That's why they said it, because they knew the end result. They knew this challenge. If I pass this test, it means promotion. If I pass this test, it means promotion. So now when you face a challenge, you say, I'm going to pass it. But many of you have been writing the same test over and over and over and over again. It's time now to pass that test. Some of you are just failing the test because you just don't want to learn. You're supposed to study from this book. But you've been adopting the manual of the world. And now you're writing the test over and over and over again. Some of you will get your promotion at work. We'll go to the next level if you just stop backchatting your boss. But because you are using the world's method to give your boss a hard time, you're not getting your promotion. But if you adopt God's way of being the least, being a hard worker, using the grace that God has given you to do more than others, and not doing the grace, saying the grace is here for me to get away by doing as little as possible. Very quiet now. Grace is there to help us do better, to work harder, to be more vigilant. Galatians 4 verse 18. Isn't it better to seek excellence and integrity always and not just only when I'm with you? You are my dear children, but I agonize in spiritual labor pains once again until the anointed one will be fully formed in your hearts and become visible through your lives. The New King James says so that Christ might be formed on the inside of you. So that people can see God on the inside of you. People want to see if they bump against you, if they squeeze you, what will come out? Will they see Jesus? Or what will they see? I'm sure you've had somebody at work or a family member say to you, Oh, so you call yourself a Christian. But you're doing this and this. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. Yes. Turn to, turn to the person next to you. Say, it's training for raining. Remember, we're not perfect yet. We're working towards it. But it's those very things that show us our character, where we still have to work on it, where we still have to change, and say, okay, Lord, help me so I respond with love, that my words will be seasoned with grace, with gentleness. Don't your neighbor say, we're not in heaven yet. Tell them again, say, we're not in heaven yet. Jesus always lays down the foundation of character in your life before anything. Character is more important than anything. Let me close with this. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. 
For no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Christ Jesus. The quality of material used by anyone building on this foundation will soon be made apparent. Whether it has been built with gold, silver, or costly stones, or wood, hay, and straw, the work will soon become evident, for the day will make it clear, because it will be revealed by blazing fire. And the fire will test and prove the workmanship of each builder. If his work stands the test of fire, he will be rewarded. If his work is consumed by the fire, he will suffer great loss. Yet he himself will barely escape destruction, like one being rescued out of a burning house. Even a house, if there's a plan, think about our building project. We have a plan. But from the plan to the end result, there's a process. And you cannot violate the process. You don't start putting up the roof before you've done the foundations. A matter of fact, in this whole process, the foundations have taken much longer than even putting up the roof structure. The reinforcing, digging of the foundations, getting the levels right, making sure the, the, the width is right. I mean, we went back how many times? During the foundation, we hit rock. Then we got jackhammers and the jackhammers couldn't do it. Then we got bigger jackhammers and they still couldn't do it. Then we had to get a pecker to come and deal with that rock. There's a whole process. But don't get frustrated in the process. God was teaching us a lot of things in that. Amen. Even when we got that right, then they said, no, no, no. You cannot just put concrete in there. You have to reinforce it. You have to make it stronger because the structure is going to be higher. And many of the reinforcing that I thought is unnecessary, I thought, but surely this must be strong enough to keep this building up. They said, the foundations are primarily not designed to keep the building up, but the winds that will come, that it will hold the building, that the winds that will come will blow the building away. So many of the things that God is doing in your life, your gifting might be there. You can preach already. You can talk to people already, or you can bake cakes already. But he's busy with your character. So that when the storms come, it won't blow you away. It will not consume you and destroy your life. Remember, think about Job's life. In three days, he lost everything. The devil will always come and try and put God in a bad light. But in the end, God restored he had a victorious life. God renewed and restored everything in his life. God will see you through. doesn't matter what you've gone through. Allow the process to go its way. It's training for reigning. Change your confession about the challenges that you are going through. It's training for reigning. It's God preparing you for greater things. God is in control of your life. Remember what Joseph said. He said to his brothers, don't you think... You were the ones who tried to destroy my life. Don't say you were in control of my life. It was God that was busy with the process in my life. I was a young man and I was arrogant. You know, if you want to see if somebody has got character, just give them authority. If you want to see if somebody has got character, just give them authority. If the character is not ready, why do you think... Under the age of 26, people pay more for insurance when they drive cars than when you're older than 26. 
Is, it, is the car the problem? No. It's the character. So they make you pay a higher price because your character is not ready. If your character is not ready, you're going to pay a price. Joseph's price that he had to pay, the pit, the prison, the palace, he got excited. Then he went back to prison. Just to get him ready to be a ruler with wisdom, with understanding. God worked in him. The process that when his brothers came and he was the greatest man apart from the king in all of the world. He didn't kill his brothers, but he helped his family. This is the reason why God has not entrusted many people with the power to heal and to deliver. Because if people had that power, they would use it to hurt people instead of to help people. If God entrusted you with the power to call down fire from heaven and your enemies wronged you or your enemies offended you, would you say to them, do you know I can call fire down from heaven? Do you really want to park on my parking spot again? <laughs> Do you really want to be nasty to me again? Do you really want to send a payment through late again? Do you really not want to give me that contract again? That's why God is still busy with all of us. Amen. You know what I've learned in church? When people come and go, when we started the church, I think I shared it with you. Our first service, we had 17 people. The second service, we had 15 people. I think the service after that, we had something like 12 or 13 people. Then after that, we had nine people. And of those nine people, six were my own family. But you know, when people leave, you realize and you know that God is still here. And you hold on to God even more. So sometimes God even allows that process. And then when you get to that place where you hold on to God. And I was teaching an eight-week series when God builds his church. When God builds his church. And one of the, I think week six when the things started changing is when I was starting to preach on offense. Offense. And I said, I know many people that will come to the church now will probably be offended with their church and now they're coming here. That's why I have to teach about offense that you can clear your heart. Because if you leave offended, you're coming offended here. And what would happen? We don't want to be a church that's full of offense. We want to be a church that can worship God in spirit and in truth. So family, let me encourage you. Don't see your process as your enemy. See it as training that you are going through. Then these challenges, you'll see them as your friends. Say, Lord, thank you. Help me that I can pass this test so that I can get my promotion. So that I can move on and go and do what you want me to do. It's part of our training to reign with him one day. Remember, he's coming to this earth so that we can reign with him a thousand years. Are you ready to reign with God for a thousand years? Or do you still have to say, no, Lord, let's do the training. Some of us, 
that know that God has called us for great things that we've been postponing to go through our training because we've been trying to pray our tests and challenges away. Know that your tests will have to intensify a little bit so you can catch up to do what you have to do. Let me see your hand. So, let's say thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to go through this process. Value the process more than the result. We know the end intended by the Lord. Isn't that what the Bible teaches? We know the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is merciful. That the Lord gave to Job everything. He restored everything. But value the process. In that time of difficulty, go read it. He said to his wife, let's bless God at all times. Shall we now say God is not God because we're going through a tough time? No, God is still God. But God said, I'll be with you in the time of trouble. When God walks with you, you'll be able to go through that challenge. God will give you the wisdom. God will give you the understanding. He'll even show you the way out. So that his name can be glorified in you and through you. Selah. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.